No, no, we need no, no. Can't be the end because we just left off with all of that depression. We no, have that's such a good that's ending. Such a good ending. Roll okay, the three baby rays. Welcome back to the Arcua Studio. We are uh, Kryptonite, Joshua Jake, Sam Arms, <laughs> and Blockchain Boy. Here that's to right. give you the crypto news and hot takes you need for your day. So let's talk about geopolitics because everything on my Twitter is blowing up about, oh, the US dollar is failing, the petrodollar is failing, everyone. And so oh, here's my general sense, just straight off the bat. I think Russia and China are doing small things to meme our news cycle into scaring everybody that the petrodollar order is collapsing when 100% this stuff is important and the dollar is becoming uh, slowly less reliable around the world. Still 85% of all settlements around the globe are in USD, right? So I don't think we're there yet, but I think you know how a bank run happens. You have one guy yell, what do you mean I can't get my deposits out, right? And then everyone's like, all right, time to get my money. I literally think they're trying to mean that to happen to the US dollar. Uh, people are preparing though. The fact that Saudi Arabia, for example, is partnering with China and Russia and going through some of these motions and then already in line with what Russia and China are already doing, partnering up with security and stuff, we're definitely headed in that direction, but I'm not sure we should be panicking yet. Well, let's remember, you know, the Wu Mao 50 Cent Army uh, is a real thing. And so, you know, Chinese trolls and Russian trolls spread disinformation and, you know, can really affect the news cycle. Uh, and they're exploiting an already, already anti-China, anti-Russia sentiment by making them seem more powerful than they are. And I think it's sort of like they're poking the bear yeah. a little bit. Um, I think you're right. You know, your you know you know your dollar is very strong. Still, see it used a lot across the world. And I'm just at the point where, like this BRICS talk. I mean, in the short term, it makes sense. You have China's economy, you know, looking to come back, open back up. They're inviting tech, they're inviting crypto and everything to build out there for growth because uh, Xi Jinping pulled a bad one with the one-child policy and is now, you know, after the COVID lockdowns and everything, their economy is hurting really badly. And so there was a bullish incentive in the short term, but like when I look at BRICS. First and foremost, Brazil is like in a politically distressed like era right now. And there's no way where I, I can see like brick between BRICS, Russia, India, China, and South America or South Africa. These are all such tyrannical like dictatorships. Like for them to come together and agree on either one currency without trying to overpower one or the other just because they have a common enemy. You know, an anime might sound logistic, but we've seen desperate people doing desperate things for the last year. You have like 95% of Russia's army and military is in Ukraine fighting Ukraine, which is Europe's poorest nation. And they can't even win that battle at this point. So when people go, yeah, Russia and China's, you know, military could defeat the United States. Right now, Russia is completely occupied, occupied in Ukraine. China's deploying, I mean, their military is massive, but they have ties and tensions between uh, India right now and China on the, I think it's the Eastern border. And so there's a lot of geopolitical tensions between these own nations and this own currency everybody believe is going to, you know, kind of replace that U.S. dollar. And so I think it's just a, like you're saying, I think a lot of this is coming out at a very convenient time. Uh, you're going to see the Saudis, uh, Saudi Arabia look to try to make a deal with in the Middle East with the United States trying to uh, start their nuclear program, their citizen nuclear program. And they've been Saudi wanting Arabia? Things, yeah, they've been wanting this for like years. And we haven't given it to them. So I think, you know, we don't know what the longer picture here. Everything that happens on a geopolitical level, I mean, we all know this in this room, is it's something that's going to implement. It's a three, four, five-year advance. Like, it, whatever's happening today is meant to cause something in the future. I think we should go back to colonialism, and we should really imperialize Russia while their pants are down. Just 
roll up on them with some tanks, be like, "Hey, boys." Well, I mean, we already colonialism never ended. A war, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. Your, yeah. Europe uh, is essentially a, an American vassal state. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, it's just for the meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, just I ruined my joke. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> what a dad. I got too real. I what got a too dad. Real. I know. Well, colonialism begins the argument against bricks, though, capitalism. the argument against bricks, I think, is just super easy. I think it's just simply demographics. I mean, nice. I'm sure that solves every problem. It's a one word sentence. I know. I don't, you know, people have been talking about demographics for a while. Uh, and it is true. Demographics are destiny. But of course, there's always going to be other nuances. I think the main takeaway, at least for our, our first geopolitical landscape topic, is in America, the most interesting thing is we are now in presidential time, right? Everything that happens is geared toward November of 2024. We're already seeing that with things going on here with the banking crisis. Elizabeth Warren blames Trump. People are already looking at going after DeSantis. I just saw an interview with Trump uh, where he kind of shot on DeSantis a little bit. Yeah, and they're going to they're gonna mildly go after each other. They take little hits here and there. But, but not all, too bad because one of them is going to end up being vice president. All that know, to say is mate. these powers know that. Russia and China do specific things based on our presidential election cycles, right? It's one of the, I don't want to say negatives of any democracy, but especially something as volatile as America is right now. And with our hyper-polarized media, they can manipulate a lot of things and feed a lot of information, whether it's true or not, and hype it up in different avenues, knowing that a presidential election cycle is going to come, right? So you have a divided America that's incredibly getting worse. And then, so how do you face geopolitical issues? All this then ties back to the dollar. I mean, you have a lot of people in America who do not like the dollar. So I was relating this, um, and I got to publish an article on this, but I'm really scared because of what's happening with TikTok. So take me, for example, I don't like TikTok. I'm for banning TikTok, right? We've had that conversation already, but I'm really against the TikTok bill that They're bans it because yeah. of because it has nothing to do with TikTok and everything I'm to do with encroachment. Here's where I get scared is if we start seeing a currency crisis here in America, all the people who are already anti-dollar because we think fiat currency is bad, that's almost anybody in Web3, now you can see some kind of currency protection act where you now become an enemy of the state, right? If you're advocating for anything that is not the U.S. dollar for national security reasons, you're now an enemy and you're sympathizing with China, with Russia, with Iran. Correct. Because they all don't want a strong dollar either. And all this heading into a presidential run. So it really starts. I had this realization last night and I was like, as I was listening to some of the soundtracks from that latest Attack on Titan episode. Uh, so I was like pumped up and I'm like, uh, we might be screwed. We're not going to make it. <laughs> there, there's, there, there's a point in the, in, the, in the zeitgeist where you have to like, enough is enough, right? And how far can you push the people before they, they, they say enough is enough, right? It feels like everyone subtly agrees that we need to like low-key have a revolution, but no one's going to say it. But then you have to consider it's happening in like France and everywhere. There's like nine million protesters right now. We could now. learn a thing or two. We could learn French, a thing or two. The French always protest and nothing ever happens. Over an so. age. Um, over, age. Yeah, which for them I get is a big deal. But if you in the United States, we raise it every like two years. What's interesting, I know, and it's terrible uh, because we're the opposite. We should be protesting over how much they work the people. We here work until we disgusting. die. In I know. This country. And it is. It's disgusting in a lot of ways. But. If you look at the French Revolution and you look at the um, 
the Spanish Civil War. Look at how foreign entities and powers entered into that. So the French Revolution, French France is the cultural capital of the world, the economic capital of the world, and the military capital of now the world. Now they're the sweaty pits and baguette capital of the world. <laughs> it's true. But think about it at that time. So they're the superpower. They have a civil war. There's a French civil war. Revolution sweeps the entire country. Every other country in Europe starts to invade France, right? They take advantage of the situation. Through that situation, as there's chaos, boom, comes Napoleon, right? And he tries to take over Europe. My point in that being, whatever happens here, foreign countries are absolutely going to get involved and use it to their interest. And that's one thing that I always tell, you know, Bitcoiners or crypto people in general, we don't understand what's going to happen when the petrodollar actually fails. People go, oh, well, Bitcoin price is going to go up. That's not going to save you or anybody necessarily, right? Because the entire world's going to be in chaos because everything's built off the petrodollar. I don't understand that. Yeah, like everybody talks about bricks as, as if it's a good thing. Like when they talk about it, like this is how you're going to make money. Just like vision that concept of a world that is reliant on Russia, China, Brazil, <laughs> India, and South Africa. I mean, like that is a that is a dystopian. Honestly, I think the the odds of a U.S. civil war in the next fifteen years are pretty pretty decent. Uh, I listened to a podcast by, you know, uh, investigative journalist Robert uh, Robert Evans, and him and I disagree on a lot of things. He's very left leaning, but mm. he's done a lot of reporting on civil wars in like Yemen and the Middle East, and um, he makes a convincing argument as to how he actually called January sixth. By the way. Really? Um, scarily, this was released years ago, before January 6th. That there would be um, some, like... That there would be a pivotal event uh, like that. Not necessarily at the Capitol. There was a few situations. But um, it's actually played out incredibly specifically compared to his podcast, which hmm. uh, was a sobering reality. What's his me. podcast called? Uh, it was called uh, The Next American Civil War, I believe, or something like that. I haven't oh, been okay. in minutes I've seen it. But we'll pull it up on the screen. I'll, I'll send a link <laughs> after the show. Uh, very, very interesting to hear... Um, and really, and it, it, it provides the uh, pretext of the next civil war wouldn't be, you know, right versus left necessarily. It would be urban versus suburban, you know, uh, and just the, the cultural values that are different between those two places. But anyway, I, dig I digress, but I think it's definitely interesting to look into. Yeah. And even if it doesn't happen, it paints an interesting picture of where, like, a lot of the true faults lie between why, you know, a rule farmer doesn't connect with a city liberal right what's up guys blockchain boy here just wanted to let y'all know that the kryptonite gang is hitting the road this may for some really exciting conferences in miami florida if you've ever wanted to you know get to meet us see what we're like off camera what my editors don't cut from my podcasts or or if you guys actually want to be in a video with us, not just behind the scenes, me and Blockchain Boy have a ton of new content we're going to be rolling out that is specifically for the community. So we'll see you guys down in Miami. Yeah, that can include some epic prizes, giveaways, not only crypto, but you could win an Arculus card as well as some other exciting stuff. Uh, now, there's two conferences we're going to be at, and they are back to back. May 16th and 17th, right after my birthday at the Hard Rock Hotel in Miami, Florida. Of course, the ICP Community Conference. You guys know it's a project I'm super passionate about. Josh is super passionate about. We're going to be speaking there for about an hour as well as hanging out both days. So if you want to come join the community, tickets are available for $149 only with code Kryptonite. Again, 
I know these people who are hosting this event, they're doing it for the community. They're not really making a dime off this. Uh, it's just for the community. So if you guys really want to come check it out, I can't tell you there's going to be a better value than this. Check it out today at the link in the description below. And seriously, guys, if you guys are looking to get into the Web3 industry, this is how we all started our own companies by just going to these conferences. So if you're someone that either wants to just learn about crypto or maybe you have some expertise and you guys want to start taking that next step initiative to coming and joining the Web3 community in space, this is where you guys want to go. You want to talk to the smaller projects, the bigger projects, uh, and just see where they need help around the scenes. There's a lot of different things from whether it's administrative work to development. Uh, there is something for each and everybody in the Web3 community. So again, guys, check out that link in the bio and we'll see you guys in Miami. Not to mention, we are also partnered with the Bitcoin Conference, aka Bitcoin 2023. So if you guys haven't had a chance to come check out what a conference is like, if you can only go to one conference and, and you want to really get an idea of what you know Bitcoiners are like in person, there's no better conference than Bitcoin 2023. I've been going to these conferences for many, many years, and it's been wonderful to see them grow over the years. If you want to get 10% off a ticket, to Bitcoin 2023, check in the description below and use code Kryptonite. Again, these two conferences are right after each other. So the ICP event is the May 16th and 17th. Bitcoin Miami, aka Bitcoin 2023, is May 18th through the 20th. We're going to be there that entire week filming content with you guys, getting to know our community you know, behind the screens. And I'm really looking forward to getting to meet some of you in person. I know we have a lot of Web3 friends that we want to connect with. So I hope to see you guys there. Check out one or both of the conferences. Um, I'm sure they're both going to be a blast. Different strokes for different folks. But either way, we'll see you guys in Miami. Not to mention, we've got a special guest who may be attending as well. Sam? Me, I'm the special guest. You're the special guest. <laughs> you're going to be at Bitcoin Miami. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. You got to say hi. Hey, guys. Look at this guy. All right, guys. Now, for real, we're gone. What's crazy, too, if that Restrict Act passes, like you mentioned, like <laughs> anybody that talks about BRICS is against the U.S. dollar. So that would fall under that category. Yeah, correct. Any That's app with over a million users can be just like that, that, like that. By the way, not even like directly. We were not even able to vote for this person. It's just uh, an appointed, appointed Well, person. it was a Democrat out of Virginia. Who created it? No, but I'm saying no, the, state the, president, the president appoints someone to be to be the person who's able to do this. It's state well, of look commerce. at it's look, a, it's a, yeah, yeah, commerce committee. Our look commerce, at Dodd yeah. Frank. That was the whole point of Dodd Frank. Is Dodd Frank put in unelectable positions to have control over the banking sector, and then who controlled those positions? Who lobbied? Who lobbied for the positions? Correct. You know? Correct. Dude, so much is scuffed. Dude, yeah, and so this is this is before we, we sidetrack more. Well, go for it. It looks like you had an interesting point off that. I, I just think that like there there will come a point in this country where you push the people too far. How how much longer are we going to sit here and pretend like like we're just on an acceptable path as a society? Well, what just happened to being like pro American, like wanting more manufacturing out here? Even if we go towards regionalism, like what happened to the people that are like defending us as like the strongest country? No matter what, how you look at it from any world, <laughs> you can watch Attack on Titan and realize that. No matter what, nobody at the end of the game, at the end of the day, is going to be the better player. The U.S. does a lot of crazy things. And something that's crazy is people don't realize what it means for a country to uh, stop using the United States dollar for petroleum, for oil and the hydrocarbons. Uh, historically, if we go to Libya, if we go to Iraq, if we go to any Venezuela, any time within days, if not months, uh, of the announcement that their country was going to start accepting their either their own currency, gold for oil, or another currency— uh, there was a massive <laughs> coup or military shutdown or some crazy event that led to a war. And so 
this goes to show just like what's going on behind the scenes. The United States barely even talks about BRICS. When they're asked about it by reporters, they just brush it off like, eh, like it's a political statement. Yet, you know, you have whether or not they're conspiracy theorists or not saying that China and all these countries are going to overtake the United States. You just, they're not even realizing what that would mean, what that would entail. That would be, it's not like we would just get on our knees and be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, we're going to, it's, yeah. well, it's bricks. Look, have it. Bricks now have it. No, no one cares war. about that. The average American doesn't care about that, well, right? The material conditions for the average American have declined to the point where, like, it's getting ridiculous. Uh, you know, I think. It's why you the have, crypto space is stupid that's that's where i'm at with this like it they're so political they're like oh we're, we're advocating for freedom right or the right to our intellectual property the right to our own digital identities our own data and they're like you know what but we're bullish on the most like centralized tyrannical warlords of the entire world how does that make sense i i mean what's interesting is tying back to the petrodollar is i think what we're seeing is the world is preparing for what it looks like is U.S. dominance declines, right? Which, to be clear, you the United States has been the only country in the world to be to live in a unipolar world. We're the only country in history to be able to pick a spot on the map and bomb it whenever, wherever we want. Hoorah. I mean, that was the that was the oh 80s, my god, <laughs> that was the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands, right? Well, that's ending. And of course, it was always going to end. That doesn't mean we're not powerful anymore, right? It just means you're going to have spheres of influence. So what's interesting is now, you know, the question is, you know, what is our role in the Middle East? And of course, we've always been tied to the Middle East because of oil interests. Saudi Arabia has always been a vassal state of ours, right? Uh, first of all, we're the ones who essentially gave them all their infrastructure. We secure Saudi Arabia. We're the only reason Iran hasn't invaded, right? Iran could take on Saudi Arabia very easily, right? They've got like three to four times the population. Um, Iran, with Russia's support, could go in. I mean, Saudi Arabia had to have us defend them from Saddam Hussein, right? Who went in when he invaded Kuwait, which was what Operation Desert Storm was all about and stuff. Um, which, yeah, you want to talk about errors. Well, uh, they did just have that huge breakthrough with China with the peace treaty. Correct. Which is, so what's crazy is now Saudi Arabia is thinking, okay, U.S. might not be having our back anymore. Which I'm not, a, I, I wish I could be a fly on the wall in those conversations. It makes zero sense to me, right? What Saudi Arabia is discussing with the Biden administration to the point where they feel unsafe with us. Um, or just feel like we're not the power that we were. I mean, they probably, it, they probably see Joe having to, you know, get wheeled in there. Like we still like, have military bases there, right? We still have a huge presence. We're still their protectorate as far as it comes to the petrodollar and oil. But now, yeah, the recent news is they're not only entering in a Chinese security block because China's like, okay, well, we also want to guarantee that we have access to your oil if the U.S. fails. But now they're experimenting with settlements and other currencies, right? You want to talk about a coup or a cover, color revolution, right? If you're familiar with the term color revolution, uh, that's what I'd be interesting to see what happened in Saudi Arabia, right? If that's the path we're going down. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of questions that are just left up in the air. And it's honestly crazy. It's patience will tell, you know, time will tell. Because um, you got to think about like the straight up hormones and everything that's going on over there in the Middle East. It's always been a war on hydrocarbons. It's always been about oil. And when you have a strait that's only 21 miles wide and you have a threat between two of the largest GDPs on the planet, it's China, the United States, and Saudis, uh, Saudi Arabia wants, you know, whether it's civilian nuclear energy power, 
whatever they want to build from a political standpoint. You have Israel and uh, uh, Pakistan constantly fighting with the U.S. backing you, Israel. You mean Palestine? You have, Palestine or Palestine, sorry, yeah. Palestine. <laughs> Pakistan, my bad. But Palestine, you have... Uh, We're going to get roasted in the comments over No, there. that's... I just... Dude, there's too many countries. Dude, uh, dude look. You know, the, the cultural difference between Pakistan and Palestine are massive. No, I know. That I was, know. He, it is what it, I think people... One of those that. P countries. Israel and the Philippines... Yeah, one, it's like yeah, one of those, one of those uh, Kazakhstan, uh, you, you know, stands. a lot of stands. Yeah, but no, I understand. I understand. And still, everybody knows where we're going with that. So my point is, is again, still no if, understand each other. <laughs> you know, you're so dumb. Still, <laughs> no, still no understand. Pakistan, Uzbekistan. You still, still no understand. We all no human. understand. We all human. Dude, yeah. You know what? I'm just wondering where the Palestinian people. founding titan is, man. They need to. That'd be crazy, dude. Well, the titans are real. Oh, uh, hey, let's yeah. di digress. Digress. We got, we got a little bit of time here. We need to get the circle in Binance. Uh, geopolitical tensions are obviously scaling, guys. But you know, before you just go focus on one narrative and bricks to the moon and to you know support yeah, don't that. Don't be doomers. Don't just, be doomers. We all support the rebel here, right? Well, what's weird is like if you don't support bricks, like oh, you're a perma bear. Like what? Really? Like yeah, dude. And I'm like, okay, you're looking at a short term perspective. Like I'm looking at the U.S. economy in three to five years. Like I'm more bullish on it with the semiconductors. It's good and technology to be prepared, and but quantum. don't overplay your hand. Well, I right? think like, I think we should just move into the woods and become dude, these people. I, I swear like, that last episode, everybody like wants to buy shelters <laughs> and like move into the woods. Well, I'm just saying, bro. Like I uh, want a few cows, like everybody dude, else. They've been but. people have been just saying that since the beginning of time. Yeah, well, I've been saying that since I like found even out back I like in like woods. in Rome days. <laughs> since and, I and found Julius out, I like the woods. I've been saying I want to move into the woods since I found out <laughs> I like the woods. Yeah. When did you like last week? Like, uh, like I went into the and woods and for like a week, and I was like, I could live here. Basically. And then you live there, and you're like. Wow, this sucks. <laughs> well, that's why you have. That's why you have. He's like, he's like, hey, Josh, come over. I'm like, hell no. You're like, you're two hours away. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, I'm not taking my four fusion out there. But guys, mm -hmm. circle taking on Binance. You're not taking it anywhere. It's not registered. Um, I am not taking my car. Anywhere. I just got. You know what? I just got my registration renewal in the mail, and I get to do it by app. I get to do a boy up. You know, it's not because he moved states to start a company. So as um, we see the geopolitical landscape woo. becoming crazier, the most important thing to know is that. Through the Restrict Act, the U.S. is trying to consolidate power within its own borders. And I think Circle taking on Binance is a part of that. So in my view mm -hmm. and opinion, Circle and Coinbase are going to be the next kind of chosen one, right? The U.S. is going to decide who are good guys, who are allies in the Web3 space going to be, who are going to be our avenues, right, to the rest of these people, whether it's for KYC, AML purposes, or for control. That's why I think Circle and, and Coinbase are going to be. I just said the same thing. I said I said it's the golden child. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When, when we, we saw we this. In our previous episode, oh, we've Josh been, was I've been like, saying yeah, BlackRock invested, yeah. right? Stellar. Well, I've been, yeah, because Stellar is like on top of the congressional hearings. They've been involved. They have USDC and Circle built on top of them using their blockchain. So, yeah, this has been happening since June 2021. I think when I first got into this at the uh, the Bitcoin Miami events, when I was like, "Dude, this is huge!" With the NCR and Blackhawk partnership with Strike Network, uh, this was the first step. I realized that BlackRock on the back end, all these asset managers, all the same people that are lobbying for all the government officials and the advisors to the Biden administration, they paid for Janet Yellen to win. 
These same people all of a sudden are just buying up a bunch of Bitcoin mining companies. They're buying up all of the payment processors for like uh, the point of sale systems that are going to be your self checkout items that integrate Bitcoin's network. Uh, and then they manage USDC reserves. They're just setting up all the pillars and foundations like the the big four did, which is so JP Morgan. Can own so they can own it and control it and just manipulate the market, launch a spot Bitcoin ETF and profit off retailers. Like setting up a bowling lane, you know? It, that's all yeah, they did and yeah. now we're it's that's it's why i'm referencing set, it because you look you know? like you're about to go after this that is true Dude, I, I love this shirt i love shirt this again. shirt you guys yeah, you, you, you see, I'm, I'm confused if you're gonna start calling some plays or throw a ball when he puts uh 10 pounds of muscle on he's gonna be like i can't believe i ever wore that shirt oh wow that you just called him out <laughs> Oh, is that too deep? Actually, there's some. He has Cut some that guns. out. Cut that some, out. He has some guns. <laughs> Dude, Davey's too mad. <laughs> Dude, uh, you know, well, well, he won't have to use the booster seat once he gets a fatter ass. Dude, he's like actually five foot five. He just sits on tall stools because he feels important. No, because your chair selection was terrible. I am five foot five, by the way. No, he's, not. he's like six three and a. No, you're not bit boy's height. <laughs> oh, how tall is BitBoy? No, he five, looks six. tall. Hey, apparently BitBoy is the strongest crypto Stop. influencer in space. Is he really 5'6"? 5'6", 5'7". No, he's not. He's not that short. No, I would... Dude, he came up to my nipple one at the, at the conference. I definitely believe Lucas is petty enough to be like, how tall is this man? I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure I looked it up. It's, on, it was... it's probably in the lawsuit. That's like... I... Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, getting back to this before they just became Roast Joshua Jake episode. Right. Uh, just because you eat creatine. I want to publicly apologize uh, for that How comment. many followers do you have? Five. <laughs> Hopefully after this roast, <laughs> probably like four. No, it goes down. I have like three Joshua Jake followers who are like, screw this guy. And now I'm down Not to three. Not even my scammers will message you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so don't, oh. don't, don't message scammers, guys. So this is huge, guys. Circle had a huge announcement where they're going to be trusting the feds entirely with all of their reserves. They no longer want to rely on regional banking systems like Silvergate or uh, Signature Bank with uh, these different small networks. Uh, they were a little bit, they were in BNY Mellon, which is one of the top four. And now they would like to ultimately keep all of their cash as well with the Fed and use the payment routes to the Fed because that moves us away from the reliance on uh, traditional finance partners. So this is that centralization that I've been talking about for a while. And people get so heated when I talk down on CZ. I'm not talking down on him in the sense that like, I don't respect what he's doing. It's like, I, I really believe the United States is going to be coming after Binance. And this article here today is that kind of that confirmation? I think they're going to try to put Binance.us at least out. And they're going to be trying to control more unless you use payment rails via the Fed uh, directly. And so this is for the United States to come in, have the regulations, profit off every single uh, rail on-ramp and off-ramp, as well as whatever tax laws, everything they implement, all the point-of-sale systems. And they're going to try to control a lot more liquidity now in the market. I mean, based off that you know hearing with the TikTok CEO, I think TikTok has shown that they're dedicated to do to way more transparency, to way more protection. Oh, I don't believe any of that privacy. I, 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 do. I don't believe I do. an ounce of that stuff. I know for a fact they're tracking everything. But once again, I'd be against the bill. I I'm, think the bill I'm, is garbage. I, I still I, I don't think like I, TikTok. Yeah, I think I fall on the side. I, I just, we know they're tracking us. But like my point well, is I like- think, I still think that they store and, and treat American data you know, in a way that's at least more- There's no that, way it's hold better up, than that, Google. That aside, it just like the the- there's only two ways. This isn't good for anybody. But if you one TikTok banning TikTok does not stop any issues. It further monopolizes and centralizes it to it's Mark funny, Zuckerberg, we, we who's keep... already sleeping the CCP. Learned Mandarin specifically to try to launch Facebook in the in China itself. He's lobbied we all can these. We hate all of you know, them. We, we can, can hate all of them. But if we right now we can hate two. 
And <laughs> we're gonna oh, be yeah, able to so hate. much energy to hate. So I'm choosing <laughs> these. No, no we, we only can hate too. Facebook and TikTok. And so if we get rid of TikTok, now we're just stuck hating on Zach. Who looks dude. more punchable? Mark. Mark. So give us give us TikTok. No, I don't want the you lizard know, man, bro. You know that was such a based comment. You won me over. I'm mean, gonna be like, all right, I like TikTok. Yeah. Look at my meats, guys. Think who, of it. Oh, who, who do you that. hate more? Sweet baby race. New filters yeah, on Instagram today. Honestly, the problem with Mark is he's not even a human. He's a freaking lizard. Is he? <laughs> he's like, oh, what would a human say during this interaction? What are, what are you guys making for dinner? Sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. I hope delicious. Someone, Hello. someone clipped the Sweet Baby Ray video sweet right now. Rays. We're yeah, playing that. We're playing that right now. It's going to be the outro all your clip. profanities earlier. They're not going to have time. I, I'm just saying, think, but like, I get yeah, it. You're going to have to bleep, National? bleep, bleep. Oh, and Mark Zuckerberg, lizard person. Oh, me. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's true, man. That guy's like. Well, what do what we use the last minute for? Well, let's, yeah, split tongue, you know let's, let's wrap this up. Let's bring it back, guys. Uh, a lot of. A lot of. Bring back to what? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of stuff has been happening right now. Uh, we've got Circle taking on Binance, the Petro Petro dollar potentially failing, potentially not. Um, you know, a lot of stuff happening right now. Just remember, guys, uh, to stay safe. You know, you need to stay secure, and that's why they moved it. Otherwise, it would be at quicker access, and that's why you guys need to be picking up an Arculus card, guys. There's a massive update coming for Arculus. We're going to be covering that tomorrow with the CEO of Arculus, aka I believe the Chief Innovation Officer of CompuServe, Adam Lowe. Uh, so stay tuned for that show. You guys are going to really want to pick up an Arculus card. They have some insane stuff coming out uh, and I can't wait to talk about it. One of the best ways to store your crypto. Um, Josh, you have anything to add to that? No, nah, dude. I, I'm honestly stoked for just the update in general. This is something that you guys have been, a lot of you have been actually waiting for it. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Go down to the link in the bio to Arculus.com and be prepared because this is going to be rolling yeah. out over the coming months again and get arculus.com code night 20 roll the sweet baby rays hey everyone we are live from my backyard where i am smoking a brisket and some ribs i am i'm making meats now smoking these meats here are a little meat smoking it's smoking so i'm the meat chef <laughs> 